G'day and welcome to Partakers and to our Easter 2013 series, A Gog, A Glimpse of God. We are on day 28 of our adventure, looking together at the life of the most amazing person in human history, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we look briefly at Jesus being betrayed and then condemned. For the three years of his public ministry, Jesus has preached the good news of God's salvation to reconcile people back into relationship with Almighty God. Jesus has healed the sick, raised the dead, and with a little food has fed thousands of people. He has built strong relationships with his disciples, including Peter and Judas. Jesus has proclaimed that his mission will be fulfilled through his death and being raised back to life. He has trust in his Father. After his prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is arrested and betrayed. From there, Jesus appears before various religious authorities, and during this time, Jesus is recorded as saying very little, and he often replied with oblique answers to their questioning. This prompts his accusers to mock, to blindfold, to insult, and beat him. When the, his accusers couldn't find any witnesses to speak against him, they confronted Jesus with false witnesses, and even they couldn't get their story correct. And when the high priest asks Jesus directly, Are you the Christ? Jesus replies, I am. At which point the priest reacts with anger, accusing Jesus of blasphemy. During this time, Jesus also suffers the indignation of being denied by Peter, one of his closest and leading disciples. From there, Jesus is condemned and is sent off to the Roman authorities. With all these events... We only have time to look briefly together at Jesus' betrayal by Judas and then his appearance before the Roman authorities. Reading from Luke chapter 22. Now the feast of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, one of the twelve. Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. Judas consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. At this time of year of Passover, Jews were expected to remove all yeast from their houses as a reminder of that time when their ancestors left Egypt in a hurry and had to eat bread without yeast. Earlier in his ministry, Jesus had warned his disciples about the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. In other words, the religious leaders had cleansed their houses, but not their hearts. At this time of year, the last thing the religious leaders would have wanted was a messianic uprising. And Judas one of Jesus' close friends was motivated and energized by Satan. We find out that Judas was never a true believer because his sins had never been cleansed by the Lord. We see that in John chapter 13, verses 10 to 11. Therefore Judas had never believed in Jesus and he had never received eternal life. However, Judas had been given authority and he had been preaching the same message. And Judas, well, he could have chosen not to betray Jesus. But his heart was won over by the short-term benefits offered by the finance given to him to betray this Jesus. So that's Jesus betrayed. 
Now let us look at Jesus being condemned to be crucified by the Roman authorities. Reading from John chapter 19, verse 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews insisted, We have a law, and according to that law he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said, Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jews kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of Passover week, about the sixth hour. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him! Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. Pilate was the Roman governor of Judea. It was he that made the decision and gave the order for Jesus to be crucified. Pilate gave in and permitted the flogging and the mockery in the hope of shaming Jesus' accusers. Pilate affirms Jesus' innocence after the scourging. Jesus' refusal to answer him stings Pilate into reminding Jesus about his Roman authority. Jesus, however, corrects Pilate's idea of authority and tells him that although Pilate may have power on earth, his power and authority did not reach beyond earth. Jesus knew that his work of bringing people back into God in a loving relationship does not rest on the actions of a mere Roman governor. Overall, we see that Pilate was more concerned with his own position than he was for justice. He could have set Jesus free at any point. Then Jesus is publicly rejected by the masses and by the religious authorities who proclaim publicly that Caesar is their only king, while forgetting that in reality, God is their king. From here, Jesus is led away to die on his cross as a common criminal, as a lamb before its slaughter. Jesus was the Passover lamb. Come back tomorrow for day 29 of our series of Gog as we continue to look together at that most extraordinary man, Jesus Christ, through the Gospel accounts. We shall see together Jesus being led away to be crucified and to die. See you soon at Partakers.